and um, Meryl Streep as Johnny Storm. Wait, what? <laughs> Meryl Streep is always the right casting. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that definitely did not eat too much Christmas food and is definitely not having any problems fitting under the desk to record this episode. Joining us as special, special guest this week is the man that is so perfect he inspired the very notion of a new New Year's resolution so that the rest of the world could be more like him. It's Albert Hogan. Wow. How's that pedestal? That is quite the introduction. (laughs) It's nice. It's, we all need to be. It's like nice Albert. up here. I can just about see you. And with us, with me, with all of us, as always, the man that you, the man that stubbed his toe on January the first, twenty twenty, and said, "You know what? At least it can't get any worse." It's Sean Ferrick. And you know what? For me, it was okay. Twenty twenty was actually all <laughs> it wasn't right. So bad. It wasn't too bad. Oh man! Um, you got to guest on a podcast for a whole. Year. I know really it cool. was fantastic. Yeah. Ah, love you. No, don't, you're all bad. <laughs> That's all right. Um, how is everyone? Did everyone have a lovely Christmas? Yes. It was quite, it was quite, yes. it was quite. As long as there was no follow-up questions, yes, yes, we yeah. did. Great conversation starter. Ended. It was just really quiet this year, wasn't it? I guess it was just smaller, more intimate, which actually was kind of nice in a weird way. Um So for me, I, I quite enjoyed it. I totally agree. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. For me, it's my perfect Christmas. It's quiet there's no stress no drama i do feel sorry for anybody that was a hundred percent on their own because i think we all had somebody to be with at christmas um so it's probably a different story if you're totally alone but i don't like big family gatherings i don't like big gatherings full stop there's another thing to add to the list of things ian doesn't like sean yeah (laughs) i don't like it's getting a bit long now at this age i'm on my fourth (laughs) a4 pad of things he doesn't like you know and i think we're going to put that one just above uh no i didn't have a joke ready to go i've I let just, everyone down just, i've let everyone just down. above jingle all the way there we go Oof. oh my god and I'm just, just below, below the crown and just below the crown it, it is quite funny because um if you kind of go back and listen to like the christopher nolan episodes that we did i'm super positive and i'm like, I'm like oh it's really nice that we disagree and now it's just morphed into fuck you it's jaded it's like I, I i i do i wonder what you do in between our conversations that you come on increasingly like when i first saw you ian you were this happy youthful you know Very slightly sunshine. well-groomed person and now i'm looking at you and it's you know you've got a cigarette hanging out one side of your mouth you know you've got a bottle of jack beside you which is empty like we can all see the empty bottle of jack uh, i've kept it though. yeah but like i look like Riker after the transporter accident that left him on the planet <laughs> <laughs> uh dear how was your christmas sean no it was good um very very similar uh it was just myself and gus and we got out of bed at about 12 o'clock which was lovely um and you know there's i do i i really do love the magic of christmas right i do love that side of things when there's you know kids and it's santa and everything and that is wonderful however as i have become older and fatter i have also begun to move an awful lot slower so getting out of bed at about 12 suited me just down to the ground although it did mean that we had dinner about two hours after everyone else because i then put the ham in the slow cooker for six and a half hours oh man why didn't you wake up at like six and 
Ah, uh, that would have been then and then go back to. I bed. was going to say that would have been too early. No, for you, like mum and dad would always do dinner at about between two and three, always quite early on Christmas Day, and so yeah, it is hardwired for me to do that. And I don't know, just yeah, this year I, I I don't know what it was, but by the time then the food was ready, we weren't ravenous because we'd been picking away throughout the day, but we were very nicely hungry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I because I have a massive fry up, and I'm just like, oh, good Christmas dinner! Yay! I'm so ready for this. <laughs> Man, of food. Anyway. Right. So this week, um, I don't even know what day this episode comes out on. What day is Tuesday? Tuesday will be the 29th of December. Yeah, close enough. So we're going to do a bit of a, a 2020 year in review, which on the face of it sounds like the most depressing episode title in the world. But some some good stuff came out in 2020. Some stuff that you didn't. Um, not everything full stopped you did get to see a lot of stuff that was obviously ready in 2019 but before that kind of as a hybrid news thought experiment thing um so the fantastic four has been announced to be joining the mcu which is really cool i was was hoping they would do this along with the x-men um so what we're gonna do is cast our dream fantastic four because this movie's been done twice already um the, the Josh... Is it Josh Trank? Josh Trank Josh did Trank? Fun stick, yeah. Trank. Yeah. Wanted to like that film a lot, but it was a massive disappointment, wasn't it? I've not seen it. I, I, oh, you've not seen I it? I have very low expectations slash knowledge of the Fantastic Four. I've only seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, mm. um, which I believe is the less good one of the first two. But I've not seen the first one, so I, I couldn't comment. I like them both. They're very early noughts superhero camp. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, they're like they're like the camper version of the earlier X Men. Yeah, very yeah. much actually. Yeah, they fit together quite well. Um so are you first of all, are you excited for the Fantastic Four joining the joining the MCU? Probably couldn't give less of a toss if I tried. Uh but the way Marvel has brought all of these characters together, I'm sure it's gonna be good. They they have bought an awful lot of goodwill from me with all of the films that they've done the MCU so yeah I'm sure it'll be good I'll just we'll wait and see how they do it yeah same for me I mean um it's it's not like the the film I've been waiting to see but um you know I'll be intrigued to see how they handle it and as you'll see from my casting I've I've suggested a very alternative take on the Fantastic Four yeah I love your list <laughs> there's five really of cool. them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fantastic. 17. We couldn't decide, so we've included everybody. Although, any by the logic that the new Spider-Man film is going to have, fuck it, there may as well be 16 members of the Fantastic Four as well, just parallel universes. And that's got to be how they bring the Fantastic Four in to the MCU, isn't it? It will be crossing some interdimensional bridge. That's, yeah, got to be how it comes in. But yeah, same here. Marvel's brought enough goodwill with the films they have made to at least be... Kind of, I'll watch it and kind of have kind of medium to high expectations. Mm. I think it's going to be cool. I believe the Spider-Man's going to be in it as well, so that's how they're going to join it up, I guess. What, in the Fantastic Four? Film? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. I could be making oh, that up. Oh, that'd be cool. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. Jim yeah. Spider-Man. They're saving everyone's lives. <laughs> Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, I'd like that. Right. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first because I think mine is very predictable. Okay. Cool. Um, so for Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski, and for... Nice. God, I don't even know her name. That's how little... Susan Storm. Thank Susan you Storm. very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? 
Richard Reed. Richard Reed. Thank you. I'm not good at this. All right. Richard Reed, John Krasinski, <laughs> and Susan Storm, Emily Blunt. I think I think they're on a load of like popular casting uh, wish lists anyway. That so would be awesome. I'm that would right be really, really cool. I'd love that. Um, cons- and because Dave Bautista threatens to quit every few hours um, the Guardians of the Galaxy because of what happened to James Gunn, I realise that's now sorted. But still, I have Dave Bautista as the thing. Yeah, uh, that's meta enough to work. Yeah. And um, Meryl Streep as Johnny Storm. Wait, what? <laughs> Meryl Streep is always the right casting. Okay, yes. no. Uh, is that your actual answer? No, it's not actually my answer. Um, wide open field. I I liked that they went to that Michael B. Jordan was cast as him. I haven't seen the film, so he may have been terrible. But um, No, he was good. He was... Probably my favourite part of the film. I, I'm, I don't know. Me, me as Johnny Storm. Just give me some time, lads. I'll buy a cruncher. Uh, get some abs for it. That, that'll work. Be fine. Be fine. The things they can do with CGI. If they can de-age Samuel L. Jackson, then you'll be fine. <laughs> wow. Um, skipping over Johnny Storm for a second. Uh, Doctor Doom, and again, I think this is one of those. The internet would like this. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito from yes. the Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. Um, that would be very cool. So yeah, I'll be on with that because he is a scary mofo, and I am I absolutely right. here for him to scare the pants out of me. Pants good out age of for me it as well. I feel like it'd be a good. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a good older Doctor Doom. I like that. If we're doing transdimensional stuff, get Chris Evans back. He was very, very nearly Johnny Storm, like just because it would be brilliant, yeah. and just everyone kind of going, "You look really familiar." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I would love <laughs> it. Uh, that's me. That's that that that's me. Um, who wants to go next? Who wants to be slightly be. more controversial and put some actual effort into this? So, <laughs> I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I've gone for quite an alternative take. Um, I, I, my vision for the Fantastic Four is that they aren't hot young things; that they're actually hot older things um and therefore i have cast uh a load of veteran actors in the roles and i want to see the fantastic four in their advanced years i, I like it yeah. yeah i'm definitely here for that movie so i have cast as uh reed i have cast martin sheen who i just think oh, is yeah. amazing that's, yeah i like that that's perfect um sue storm will be viola davis because perfect. i just bloody love her um and johnny Storm will be denzel washington because mainly oh that's I, awesome mainly because I have, I have a bit of a crush on him but um that's fair. Also, also because he's a, an amazing actor um i've got sly stallone as the thing <laughs> wouldn't even need makeup wouldn't need makeup that's awesome and you joked earlier but i have meryl streep as dr doom <laughs> meryl streep is always the right cast that's insane and then That's I bring, such... uh, and apparently Silver Surfer is in this as well. So I'm bringing back Doug Jones to do it because it's Doug Jones. Yep, on board. I love Doug Jones. Anything to get Doug Jones in a film. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's my um, Fantastic Four Twilight years. Cast. I love that. Do you think Denzel can do the? I guess it's older Johnny, so maybe he's yeah. he's kind of matured a bit. He's not as. As much that's as a what, that's shot. what you want to do is like you know mess with your expectations of the characters because there has been what three films of this now, um, yeah. and all fairly conventional. 
Um, I just like the idea of doing something completely left field for yeah, I love the, Mar- the Marvel Universe um, in the way that like, you know, Logan did that a bit for the mm. X-Men where it, you, oh, know, you saw a very different, gritty kind of version. And then I, I kind of have been influenced a little bit by, you know, the the Watchmen HBO show and that kind of take on it. Um, so yeah, so there you go. There's my alternate casting for Fantastic Four. And I think there's a lot of logic in that because you've had two origin films already. You don't really need another. Like they've done with Spider-Man, nice. though. You know, they didn't waste time with any gets the radioactive He's bite. Just there, isn't yeah. He? yeah, it makes sense because you can introduce them at any point in their career. If they're in a different dimension, they've been doing things for a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a similar route to the one they take. I mean, they'd need to have a bloody big budget for all those names. But, oh, you, you know, haven't... You haven't seen mine yet. <laughs> go on then, off you go. Who are you so bringing back I... from the dead? Sir Lawrence Olivier yeah. as Richard Reed. <laughs> no, no, Frank Sinatra as um, Richard Reed. Yeah, yeah. There is... and, and Marilyn Monroe as Sue Storm. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. totally on board. Jeffrey Hunter as Johnny Storm. Sorry, I re- I'm oh, retroactively I changing my Johnny Storm to Jeffrey Hunter. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, That's fine, that'll do it. So I have thrown all of the money at this film. and I, I'd, I'd probably like to try and guess how much it would cost to cast these people so Richard Reed, I've got Oscar Isaac oh yeah a little bit different but he's kind of got like the grey temples he can definitely he's been in comic book films so he knows how to act around like the CGI and stuff like that so I think he'd be really really cool so he's well able he's well he's well able to stretch as an actor too I feel like that was a a sexy thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Susan Storm Jessica Chastain she deserves so much better in the Marvel Universe. She has been... Exactly, yeah. exactly. And with the meta thing, it doesn't really matter, does it? You can do what you want. Um, and I'd just give her... But make this Susan Storm's film. I think the focus is on her. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. And she can definitely carry that. Uh, the Thing, bear with me on this one, Michael Shannon. Okay. He's certainly grisly enough. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's quite. he can be quite stocky as well. But... Um, Again, he's done like CGI superhero stuff, and I just like Michael Shannon. It was either going to be him or Tom Hardy, but I think Tom Hardy. No, keep Tom Hardy he's... as Venom and bring Michael Shannon in as Thing. Yes, yeah. that would be awesome. Um, and right, Jenny Storm. Okay. Oh, I am changing the gender. Uh, Maisie Williams as Jenny Storm. Again, deserves better in the Marvel. Way, yeah. way, way, way better. So this is the redemption yeah. film. Um, which is ironic, considering the original Fantastic Four ruined Chris Evans. <laughs> it, would, it took the MCU to give him redemption. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which means the MCU is quite used to giving people, you know, sorry. Would I'll you like this role instead? This. Yeah. Yeah. We assume you can go and eat a protein factory between now and the time we start filming. <laughs> and absolutely will. I mean, they'll just chuck a personal fitness guru at them, sixteen hours a day for three months, and you're ready to go. Uh, Doctor Doom, Javier Bardem. Yes. Nice. Just eating all of the script, yeah. all of the set around him. I think that's a pretty expensive cast, but pretty bonkers. I'd love that. Not as expensive as mine. <laughs> yeah, actually, with Meryl Streep, you've probably eclipsed Meryl's, Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, my entire cast. Sheen. Yeah, Denzel, Denzel. Washington. Yeah, it's got a custom and more. Curveball for all of us. One. Galactus. Uh... Who could who could convincingly play and we're talking Galactus now in the man form not the big space cloud form that they did in Silver Surfer yeah my first instinct is um um uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad 
Um, Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I, I see that. Because he's already done, like, kind of the floating head thing in Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who's... I just have this feeling like it has to be someone who does commands respect with every speech. Like, so... Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, he's big enough. That would work in my cast. Maybe not yours. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Cool. I really like that. That's cool. It'll be interesting to see if any of those people... I mean, nobody from Albert's list will actually be right. Very unlikely that Albert's yeah. Although, be. you never know. People could be trolling the internet for podcasts going, listen, I'm totally... Who the hell are we going to... Ca- Oh, they Nailed won't it. see that coming. Yeah, I'm waiting for the call. Love it. Right, shall we move on to our 2021 year in review? Yeah, fuck it. Let's skip 2020 and just jump ahead. To we wouldn't be the only ones. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't know if you want to block it into like TV and TV and film, or just kind of go at it. Can we? Could we start with TV first? Because I think there's more to get through. There's been more, obviously, content released. Um. Because film, unfortunately, with the very nature of this year, there's just fewer films to digest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what I have learned is that I didn't watch nearly as much shit as I could have done throughout the year. Um, I mean, arguably, I've loads of people. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there was there was. I feel really guilty because there's some really good stuff in here that I can say that I thought, oh, I just didn't watch that because I was only off work for about three weeks. So since then, it's been probably one of my busiest years ever. Um, but Sean, what did you what did you like from TV this year? Um, okay, well I've loads to get through. So um, and there's gonna be a lot of crossover as well um, mm-hmm. for those of us who watch TV, and you have lots of stuff to look forward to, Ian. Uh, but I know <laughs> we all of us uh, just let's just start with this. We all of us watched all of the Star Treks this year. So, yeah, Star Lower Trek. Decks, Picard, Disco. Uh, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was a great and you know. Surely the people who probably listen to this know the three of us as big, massive Trekkies, and that's great. Um, Surprise! And (laughs) I've... Because I've only really been active on things like Twitter and social media... Well, I was on Instagram a lot, but there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of engagement on Instagram. I digress. Uh, I haven't seen... This year's been... Lads, calm down! It's a television show! (laughs) What, are you saying that people on the internet have an opinion? All right, Star Trek Picard, all right? You know, we've been waiting, what, 20 years to see the ongoing adventures of, Cap- you know, Captain Picard. The man is is 80, I think, you know? He's 79 when he was filming, I think. He's 80 now. Yeah. yeah. Give him a break. You know, uh, <laughs> give the insane. show a break. Yeah, my God. Is it Star Trek this generation? No, absolutely not. It was never going to... They said it from day one. It was never going to be the next gen Yeah, this ain't the show you're looking for. Yeah. And good, you know what I mean? Did I love every minute of it? No. You know, it took fucking huge jumps in some of the narrative, which I thought, come on, from a writing standpoint, that's not great. Especially when they Mm -hmm. promised it was going to be this more contemplative... Contemplative... Contemplative? Yeah. Thoughtful series. <laughs> then thinking, it does the thinking. It does the thinking. Then say Discovery had been, and I suppose it was, but it still, it, it's. But anyway, it's the pace of TV that we're used to, and yet it gave us some of the moments from Star Trek of the Year. The revelation of the Borg cube. Yes, it was in the trailer, and yet somehow it just worked beautifully in the series. Again, with the Borg cube coming into the trans warp corridor, uh, yeah. the entire episode of Nepenthe. 
um, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of really standout roles. God love you, Harry Treadaway. You're not a bad actor, but you were badly written. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. What so What did I, you guys think? I'll be go first because I'll I'm going to be really positive for once. So, I quite liked it. Um, I agree. There's some elements of the the plotting and the pacing that were off. Um, you know, certainly the the last two episodes felt um, quite different tonally, I guess, from what had gone before. Um, but my God, Patrick Stewart can still act the hell out of a scene. Yeah. Um, I will never like the the scene between him and Picard and Data. Mm. Um, all the scenes between Picard and Data yeah. were so t- were so TNG actually. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I genuinely cried during that. You know, it was very emotional. Um, I think you know some of the the you know, the, the kind of mythology around the Romulans and that was really interesting to get into. Um, they didn't feel as sort of one-dimensional as they have in the past. Um, so, yeah, so I think on the whole it worked for me. I mean, the only thing that really let me down was the, the copy and paste fleet at the end. Um, but there are reasons for that. And I think, you know, it's something people forget about is that a lot of um, the work done on these shows this year has been done, post-production has been done from home. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking of just like even the latest episode of Discovery, which... The quality of special effects in it is off the chart, and you're like, this is being pieced together at home, and you know, the score music's being pieced together at home, and it's just, you know, I think there has to be an element of, you know, respect that maybe this wasn't exactly the vision they had in the end. So the cop, the copy and paste fleet from the last episode, maybe that wasn't the way they wanted it to work out, and you know, you have to kind of give a bit of a benefit for the of the doubt. But yeah, I, I, I quite liked it. It was great to see all those characters that we know and love come back. I'm a big Troy stan, as everyone knows. So <laughs> I like that she came back and actually had something to do. Best she's ever been. Um, Honestly, and Marina Sirtis yeah, and, yeah. And was phenomenal. I was like blown away by how good she inhabited the character, how well she inhabited the character again. So, so yeah, and I really liked the new cast, you know, and I didn't mind Narek actually, um, you know, he was a bit, he was a bit, you know, Romulan boy band, but, yeah, you know, Romulan emo, Romulan emo, um, but, you know, I won't miss them in season two, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so, so, so good overall, I think. At least the copy and paste fleet did your man at Eagle Moss a few favours, because man, has he got a busy 2021 to My go, God. pulling his hair out, just like, I can't build all of these ships. Actually, sorry, I just, <laughs> this, this could be included with news as well, so just, I think, Christmas Day, uh, he yeah, brought out a tweet to say, thing. XL Disco A on the way, yeah. nine or yeah. ten ships from Picard, all of the Discovery Season 3 Starfleet vessels yeah. haven't a clue how they're going to do it. We're going to see a lot of clear plastic, I think. Um, which, <laughs> look, it's fine. The man's not the man's not a wizard. He's done enough for us as collectors. Yeah. Um, How do I do cells? <laughs> yeah. It's like, or, or he could be really cheeky and go, hey, get part one of this ship in this issue. Get yeah. a part two of this ship. Yeah. Sorry, Ian. Yeah, that just that just came across my mind. No, there. I yeah, I love it. Uh, give me all the mo- Voyager J is the one that I need right now on my shelf, mm-hmm. and it will probably be the first one I buy. Um, yeah, love it. So Picard, I it is the my it is my favourite bit of Star Trek that came out of twenty twenty. I absolutely loved it. Loved Lower Decks. I like Disco, 
but I loved Picard. There's loads of... I am getting a bit tired of the dark morbidity. Everything is shit and basically whatever you do, society will collapse in on itself. Yes, that probably is correct. However, I'd like a little bit less of it in my Star Trek. That's the only thing that I, I would change is a bit more optimism. But um, I loved every single episode, even the ridiculous um, French episode. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of it oh i can't stardust city it. rag yeah stardust city yeah. rag yeah i that was i still thought that was fun um but yeah Riker and deanna were brilliant um love jerry ryan in it that was a yeah. stroke of genius bringing her back and her arc as well was super super believable totally bought into it and it, they've had to fill 16 years of history and they did a bloody good job of bridging the gap between 2004 to 2020 um, the Borg stuff was phenomenal. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish we could have seen a Borg drone, but fine. We, I mean, we saw about a thousand of them, but from a distance and in space. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting really good at flying. Oh dear. Yeah, uh, but no, absolutely loved it. Cannot wait for season two. Um, give me more. Yeah. Um, do you want to do a quick bit on disco and lower decks? Uh, sure. L- uh, lower deck, lower decks for me is my favorite Star Trek that came out this year. Um, yeah, close second for me. Uh, yeah, do you know, I'd 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 flip the two. I'd be like, I'm, yeah. I like that. I like Discovery. I'm enjoying it. Um, Picard, I thought was brilliant. From what I said, Lower Decks, I didn't realize it was going to be as much fun as it was. I I don't know what I was expecting. Whether I was expecting Rick or Morty in or Rick and Morty, sorry, in Starfleet uniforms, yeah. or or something like that. And it and it it both was and wasn't that. It was exactly the right tone, I thought. Um, it was. And uh, it's like, the show's kind of tiptoe around doing spoilers and... Um, not spoilers, sorry. Easter eggs? Callbacks and Easter eggs. Yeah. But Lower Decks just went, nope, I'm going to empty the entire hamper into every minute of this show. And it's so much joy just seeing the internet pull out every tiny little reference that's in every scene. I loved it. It wasn't so afraid of doing callbacks. It... Uh, I, I think what it's done as well is it's given the old animated series, if not a new life, then certainly more no, people are now much more aware of it. And there, there's so many callbacks to that. Yeah, it's treated itself as a sequel to the animated series, which mm. I really, really liked. It was We're not going to forget about it. It was a bit naff, but um, hey, it's out there and you should go watch it. It's canon, in inverted commas. <laughs> Depending on the day. Yeah, I... I... I loved it as well. You could tell it's a show that's made by people who love Star Trek yes. and you know, genuinely um, are having fun doing their job. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really, really clever. Um, you know, certain things were kind of more intellectually funny than, you know, it wasn't all slapstick humour, which was what I was worried it would be. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a big win for me. And I would say probably the strongest first season of Star Trek of any Star Trek show. Yep. Yep, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, it is the TNG show. For everyone that's, this is what baffled me when people were negative on the internet is that people saying, "Oh yeah, well it's not like TNG. It's not my Star Trek." This is the most TNG Voyager Deep Space Nine era TV show that we're going to get and could get, isn't it? Yep. Hell, they even showed DS Nine. Yes. <laughs> yes. You've even got the Nemesis uniforms in it. It's. And let's not forget our trip took her sprinkles. Oh, love it. So good. So, 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 so good. Um, yeah, no, that was an awesome show. Um, disco? 
So I'm going to be the one that says actually Disco is my favourite of the three this yeah, year. We controversially, have, we couldn't have planned that any better. I love it. <laughs> controversially, um, I'm fiercely protective of Disco, and I don't know why, but I just am. I can am. tell you why. I think, I, the internet I think keeps taking a big shit on it. Mm. Yeah, I think there's. I think it's the punching bag of the internet. It is Un- unnecessarily so. It's the show that brought Star Trek back to TV. Absolutely, and it, and, and it set the the way for all these other shows that are coming. I think we've got what five new shows that yeah. will follow it. Um, and so I'm, you know, forever grateful to uh, Mr. Kurtzman and you know all the the team behind it. Michelle I think Paradise. this Michelle Paradise, mm. who's absolutely you can tell is another person who does a lot of yeah. what she does with love um i i think the quality of the show this year just purely from a production point to my point earlier what they turned out considering all the challenges they faced because of covid um is just nothing short of exceptional i look at that screen every week and i'm just blown away you know, by how it, it raises the bar every week um you know the, the level of thought i think that has gone into the 32nd federate century federation is really clever like there's lots of good stuff in there um the only thing i think it's struggling with a little bit is you know when when things become so advanced it's sort of indistinguishable from magic to, to paraphrase absolutely um that thing so it's getting to the point where it's like oh how how do you actually where do you draw the line nearly the, like yeah what can't they yeah do? there'll be plot challenges you yeah. can imagine like if everyone suddenly has transporters on their chest and tricorders and everything why do you, you know, need spaceships why do you need spaceships yeah. ping, ping, so, ping. so there's there's some things like that that you know i think they'll they'll figure out over time but i i just i'm really intrigued to see where it goes um i'm loving the the sort of world building that's going on in it now um and you know again Trek Twitter for a long time has been like, give us a show in the future away from everything else. And then, you know, and here here it is. And they're still not happy. That's yeah, not what we meant. I mean, it, it, yeah. what did you mean? Um, it's the flagship show. So I think it's yeah. it's going to be put out there as the one to be beaten up. And everyone with a... Yeah. Everyone is... Sorry, not everyone is an arsehole. Everyone... Opinions are like arseholes and everybody who has one is one. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it was bloody bold shunting it into the future. It's kind of like, you know what? Your complaints about it being around Kirk and how do you mm-hmm. argue with the Klingons looking different? It's like, okay, guys, cool. We'll put it so far in the future that there's nothing we could possibly relate it to. Oh, you're still not happy? What a shame. It just means you can't please them. But do you know what I will say as well? Bloody good idea to put it in the future. I told, no, I totally agree. And in hindsight, the plan seems to have always been there because of Calypso. That came in the first set of short treks, yes, you know, which absolutely. happened between seasons yeah. one and season two. So it and I seems think they knew that, yeah. when you've created the spore drive, you have to then explain why it isn't in production. So I, and I think that was always on the cards to give it its first two seasons to set stuff up and then send it off into the future. What makes me feel like there's just the sheer amount of Janeway memes going, oh. So you have a drive that can get anyone instantaneously across the galaxy. Isn't that good to know? Isn't it just? But you, yeah, nobody knew about it in the future, so that's okay. But I love it. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's so good. Cool. And I just, I just think it's, it's such an amazing cast as well. And it yes, really you know, is. I, I'm loving the new characters that have been brought in. Um, you know, Oded Fair will always be one of my favorites yeah. um you know i think a deer is really interesting like there's there's lots of 
of stuff going on. If anything, there's too many characters, and I think they're struggling to balance them all. Um, you want to go back but, to the days of having 26 episodes a season, don't you? Just to and seven and seven main cast as opposed to yeah, you know, a bunch of characters. But but it's a good complaint. It's like every one of them is interesting, and I want yes. to know more. So it's not like they're kind of. Um, lacking any sort of dimension or interest so absolutely yeah so i'm really excited to see where the rest of this season goes and what they've got ahead for season four which is coming haters so deal it's with it coming it's not cancelled oh no but you see kurtzman's been fired and it's all been cancelled and doug jones hates the show and doug jones is definitely leaving and that's yeah, why they did that, that in this, this week morning, now yeah yeah <laughs> Back off. Yeah, it's on, on the on the character thing, I I love that this season this season is my favourite so far, and I love that it's given the bridge crew proper more body, so you now know the tactical officer, you know the comms officer, you know the pilots, um, and that was the criticism of season one and season two. It was like, oh, name the bridge crew; they're not as iconic. In season one of TNG, you couldn't name the bridge crew because Geordie was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't um, chief engineer. Worf was off doing nothing essentially. Um, you didn't have your, your set characters until season three, basically. So, I don't know, it's just short-sighted and get over it. That's a good uh, trivia, trivia quiz question, though, is name the chief engineers of season one of Next Generation. Yeah, because there's three of them. There's four <laughs> of them, I think. Four. Can, is that our guy? I was going to say, can you do... So, actually, all right. So, Albie, I'm like 90% sure you can name them all. So... Ian, all right, give us give, give us a go. You've got one. Argyle is number one. Yeah, I know we can do Argyle. Um, uh, there was the lady. Do we have uh, a name? Whose name I can't remember. And there's Singh, who unceremoniously yeah. got killed. But I don't know if he was chief of engineering. I don't but, have him. I mean, was there five then? Yeah, Singh got killed by. Um, yeah, I think he got killed in the Klingon episode by the power surge of some sort he was literally in one episode and died put me out of misery who was the rest of them well there's mcdougall was the woman McDougal, um, there, she's okay. only in the naked now yes yeah um these aren't toys. leyland t lynch oh he was a twat one. uh which one's lynch the one who always introduced himself by calling him leyland t lynch and i had to have the t in there uh he was in i believe he was in skin of evil um, yes. While well, they were trying to get to Troy on the planet, no, he was in um, the one where Geordi takes over the the ship. Uh, oh, he wants to uh, take over. He, yes, that's it. Arsenal he, of Freedom. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. And he's saying that he's um, he's a senior officer and he needs to take over. So we, ha- you said Argyle, Ian. What? What? When was he? Uh, Argyle is the the bald chap with the beard. He's in uh, with the traveller. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, 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 I have a 30-year-old scandal about him. Um, what, the Traveller or...? No, Argyle. Oh, so, right, so he... Right. A huge letter-writing campaign on the whole thing of, like, the revolving door of Chief Engineers. It's a big letter-writing campaign saying how good he was, right, mm. and let's keep him as Chief Engineer and, you know, please you know paramount you'd be crazy not to bring him back which is all well and good but those letters arrived before his episode aired and it turns out he had been organizing a load of his mates and family and all that to do this thing 
So he was quite unceremoniously not invited back for another episode when that was found out. Wow. What I was, a... I'd be like, do you know what? The, all that is is like buying followers on Instagram today. So that's just oh, normal. It's the same thing. It's yeah. quite engineering of him, isn't it? Boom. We, I do love like, so I love his conversation with Riker when they're putting him down. Um, oh my God, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> no, not putting Mike in it. When they put, what's his name? The annoying guy that Kaczynski. has all the warp pro- Kaczynski, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it shouldn't work. It's like, he's standing right here. Don't talk about me as if I'm not here. <laughs> I like it. I haven't seen that episode. Sorry. I, the reason I just kind of muted reactions, like, I haven't seen that episode in so long. But now oh, I'm going to go and watch episode. it based on what you've just said. <laughs> and Logan is the Logan? other one. Uh, and he was Logan. the one I, I, I can picture his face. What episode was he in? Uh, Arsenal of Freedom, was it? Well, was that not the one Leland T. Lynch were... Oh, no, yeah. I, I, oh I... wait, no, Logan is... Ar- wait, no. Yeah, no, Logan. Yeah, Logan is Arsenal of Freedom. Yeah, yeah right. and then t- Leland T. Lynch, uh, I'm, I'm like 70%. Skin of Evil is Logan, is it? Is no, L- Lynch. No, Logan is definitely Arsenal of Freedom. Um Lynch is oh okay they look very very similar. That's why two very generic white men. Um, what episode is he in? What does he do? This is great for anybody that isn't a Star Trek fan. Um, Quite the sidebar. Going, yeah, just going <laughs> on to memory alpha. Yeah, so Logan Logan was was Arsenal of Freedom. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Um, in 2364, he supervised a realignment of the ship's dilithium crystals, an emergency procedure he had to perform manually when a shuttle-carrying council of Troy... Skin of evil. Yeah, it is skin of evil, definitely. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, so there has been... And yeah, Mr. Singh was definitely one of them as well. Um, yeah, that's crazy. There are so many. So, so, so many. <laughs> you're just like, right. no, no, this is confusing. Jordy, throw on a yellow outfit. Go for it. What was this episode about again? Oh yeah, twenty uh, films in. 20, oh yeah, 20, 20, 20. yeah. <laughs> We're talking about engineers from the Enterprise in the mid eighties. Definitely on brand. That is. It, it really is. Um, <laughs> all right. So, if we branch away from Star Trek, uh, Albert, what's something that you watched this year? So there's there's three shows that stick out in my head from this year, and actually, I was surprised when I went back and and realized that they were this year because this honestly has felt like the longest year in history but at the same time it felt like i watched some of these things years ago yeah um so the first actually technically wasn't released in um 2020 but i watched it in 2020 and that was the morning show on apple tv um which i found really fascinating that's steve carell jennifer aniston reese witherspoon um, it was a very expensive show to make. It was about twelve million dollars an episode, apparently. Good yeah, it's like your fantos- um, fantastic forecast. It's absolutely yeah, stacked. Exactly, um, and it just really stuck with me. It was I thought it was a really well scripted show. You kind of hate all the characters, but um, you find different redeeming qualities as you go through, um, and it it is very. American, and I mean that in the way like kind of the best elements of American TV. Um, so it almost had a sense of like that kind of mid 90s ER West Wing, you know, kind of Aaron Sorkin type vibe to it. So I, I really liked that. I recommend that, but I don't think many people have an Apple TV subscription. No. Um, was Aaron Sorkin the... involved in it? That feels like, feels like he Possibly. was, or is that he did have another show about. Yeah, he had something. Um, a TV show, I'm Sunset so glad Stripper. We did Sunset. Yeah. Um, 
the second one for me is um, Sex Education Season 2, which great is just... Show. Great show, great you know, season. Brilliant, really good fun. Um, Gillian Anderson is a queen, um, literally now. Yeah, <laughs> well, not literally, true. in the queen. Yeah. Um, I just I just loved that. I thought it was really, again, really clever um, and characters that you just really grew to love the whole way through. You never watch Romeo and third... Juliet the same way again. Exactly. Um, and then the third thing that stuck out in my brain is Blood of Zeus, which is a um, animated um, show about the Greek uh, gods. Um, got an anime vibe to it, uh, but is, I thought, is probably my best show of the year, if I'm honest. Um I'm quite into mythology and stuff anyway, but it just was really well put together show. Um, and I don't feel like I got the love it deserved. Um, so I would recommend that people go and watch it because it's really good. It's about, it's about eight episodes or something like that, but it's, this is the problem when Netflix um, releases about 50 shows a day is that your gems really, really get lost. And I saw the trailer for this and it immediately went on my list along with 10 other shows that immediately went on my list, but yeah. it is going to, it's up high there because it looks gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes score. You know, it, shut it, up. <laughs> it's really good. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're the ones that stick out for me. Um, there was lots of other things I watched: Queen's Gambit, Tiger King, um, Mandalorian, Barbarians. Lots of different things, but they're they're the three for me. If I was to ask to recommend stuff, that's what I'd recommend. Yeah, I feel guilty. I haven't watched any of Sex Education, and I really love Gillian Anderson. Um, so again, it's on my list. I need to watch it. Is that getting better and better with each season, or is the quality just kind of staying there? It's pretty consistent. Pretty consistent, yeah. Um, there's only two seasons so far, so... Oh, okay. season three, Season three coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. You will enjoy it. Like, it's... Yeah, you will enjoy it. And uh, Sorkin wrote um, uh, Thingy the Shit, um, uh, Chicago 7, Doodah. Which is one of my Makes a lot of top sense. films of the year. Yeah, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Mando? I feel like you can't get through 2020 without acknowledging Mando as well. Um, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> really? <laughs> Still not seen it. Just yeah. until you go back now. Now that you can binge it. Um, yes. Go yeah. back and give it, give it a watch. I think it definitely benefits from watching it in a block. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nearly finished season two. Now, I was saying, I think this last week... If you've been alive and near the internet over the last couple of weeks, you've probably seen one thing or another which may or may not have happened in the back half of The Mandalorian Season 2, which I'm not going to say here just in case. But it's, I mean, it's so well made and there's obviously such love and care going into every single episode. It does sometimes lag, I will say that. Um, There are bits where you're like, this must be costing you millions to say nothing. <laughs> but uh, but no, honestly, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, I, I watched the whole of season two yesterday, so it's perfectly doable. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I I really like it. But? I think, but... I just find, like, there's so many of these, like, sort of Monster of the Week episodes that you know, if it was Discovery, it would be slaughtered for doing what it did. Mm. Um, and I think there's, it's maybe for me a bit overhyped. Sorry. Um, <gasps> you yeah. naysayer, let's cancel him right now. 
I, I think it's beautifully made. You know, it's it's top quality. It's Star Wars. It's what you want. I just like a bit more depth to my shows than I get from The Mandalorian. Yeah. Or I get from Star Wars in general. That's my feeling about Star Wars overall. Yeah, it's, you we're know, on it's the more, same page for that. It's more pew, pew, pew than storyline. Let's put it that way. I was talking to my dad about this um, yesterday because I got a little ball cube and it pulled um, sound effects straight from the best of both worlds and just put it into this ball cube. So you've got phaser fire, you've got the Borg tractor beam, you've got like the ping, ping, ping of like sensors. And I was just like, Dad, Star Trek does sound effects really bloody well, doesn't it? Like, so, so well. And Star Wars really trades off of the and pew pew. It, yeah, and there's not as much depth there. And I think that's what put me off of the first few episodes of Mandalorian, was it was, yeah, very style over substance. But I will binge it, I will watch it. I've heard enough good things about season two to, to get into it now and watch it all. I have a crazy, wacky idea. Um, don't do it now, but as we're going on to the episode, pick one show and one movie to cancel this year, oh, well, and you have to, and you have to give a reason. Uh, oh, okay. So right, we'll do and we'll do it. We'll do it at the end of the episode to close. We'll it. do it at the end. Cool. Yeah. Um, any other TV, Sean, that you saw? Yeah, a, a few. There was a couple of miniseries uh, that I watched this year. One was Normal People, or as I like to call it, Kids Riding, uh, because <laughs> that's what it was. That's all it was. That yeah, is for the American audience, that means it means exactly things. what you think it means. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was. It took the world by storm, and everyone was talking about Connell's chain or necklace, and everyone was was very, you know, how are you, Marianne? Hi, Connell. You look well, Marianne. What does that mean, Connell? And if you've seen the show, that makes perfect sense. If you haven't no, seen I the haven't show, expect the show. a lot of that. Um, yeah. It's a, I'd read the book before. It's pretty much the book word for word. Um, it's it's well worth. I mean, it is it is kind of hypnotic. Um, is it the best written show? <laughs> but is it a pretty accurate representation of Irish um, love affairs? No, they wouldn't talk anywhere near that much. But uh, it is it is actually worth a watch. Uh, although there will be moments where you're just like. If someone doesn't slap that person, I will reach through the TV screen and do it myself. Um, really briefly, what's the synopsis? Kids what's riding. The, what's the plot? Kids riding. Oh, that's it. Good. That's it. Okay, that's cool. that, there pretty you much. Go. Yeah. Riding in secondary, riding in secondary school, and then riding in college. That's pretty yeah. much it. We have a guest contributor to this section uh, who has just texted me to say, "Remember, we also watched the haunting of Bly Manor." Thank you, guest contributor. Nice. Um, which is true. I did we not did. Watch that. I did, that, and it's very is that good. One from the house, the haunting on House Hill. No anthology no, series. Totally different. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Like some of the actors return, but totally different roles. Um, right. Got it's it. it's very good. It's very different. Uh, Hill House is horror. Bly Manor is gothic romance. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't a super fan of how horror horror Hill. Close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, Last no. Last house was, on the horror left. Last house on the horror left. Oh, that would have been a different TV series. Yeah. Um, very, very, very well worth a worth worth a watch. Um, music is just oh, chef's kiss. Um, nice. and the acting is overall really good. There's some 
which are not as good. And also, th- this one is funny because one of the jokes of uh, the haunting of Hill House was, you know, keep your eyes open. There's, you know, you'll see, you know, kind of ghosts in the background wherever you yeah. look. Uh, it's certainly in the first two episodes. This one, you could probably wear a blindfold and see the ghosts <laughs> in this one. They're really in your face. So that would be two. So kids riding and blind manner. Um, I have then my last. My last, sorry, my last two. I'll go through them really, really quickly now. Sorry. One is Unorthodox, which is, I think, only four episodes long. It's on Netflix. It's about a, a girl from an extremely orthodox uh, Jewish um, community in New York who basically runs away to Berlin. And, like, in a way, there you go. That's the plot. But it's so much more than that as well. Um, really, really compelling viewing and short. We watched it in one evening. Um, oh, nice! It's it's mo- it's more like a long movie than it is a miniseries. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. Definitely recommend that. And then the last one I have for you is Little Fires Everywhere, which I yeah watched. I heard of this one, but yeah, again, partly because I didn't watch it. This is so starring Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington, and it's it's really clever because it seems like in every episode you sort of have to reevaluate how you view certain topics. Um, one of the big topics in it is racism and passive racism as well. Mm. Um, and you will find yourself coming down on one side hard and then you see something and you absolutely flip to the other side. Oh, I love that. It's very, very good. There's, um, I'm going to say it's 10 episodes long um, like that probably one of those ones that's good to binge and yeah so there anyway so they're my series of the year oh i love it um yeah i did not watch enough tv it was all star trek um i could give you a good lowdown on voyager and um and tng because i rewatched those this year but that's not super relevant and i'm pretty sure we're going to get cancelled if we talk about star trek anymore um but yeah there is there's loads on my list that i need to need to crack on with was uh, euphoria did that come out this year or was that last year I, f- I feel like that was this year. I think a season I came out this year. On, I don't know if it is season one or two. Yeah, again, remember all some things about it. Didn't watch it. <laughs> so, 2019 came out last year. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, a bit late to that one. Uh, hey, watch that as well. Why not? While we're recommending things. So, the year in film. Um, probably, I think films were affected more than TV shows by the sounds of it. Um, what was your highlights from the year? Albie. Um, again, there's three films that stick with me. Um, again, one is a technical 2020 film, even though it released in December 2019, and that's 1917. Yes, yeah. Um, we watched this recently. Just, yeah, which again, I just thought was you know um, a film that just showed that the the mastery of of Sam Mendes. Yeah. Um, it's really, so good, so so it, good. It's so well done. Um, I know a lot of kind of fuss was made about the kind of single shot thing, but actually, if you put that to one side and focus on the film itself, actually, it's you know it's really really good. I think um, George McKay and um, uh, oh, what is Dean Charles yeah. Chapman from who we knew from Game of Thrones yes. um, were really compelling in it. Um, so that one stood out for me, definitely. Um, the second one is Jojo Rabbit, um, which is 
and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Taika Watiti's. Yeah, Taika Watiti. Yes. Uh, uh, film about uh, kind of a satirical comedy about Nazis, which, you know, you would think um, would be quite offensive, but actually there was something quite endearing about it. Imagine um, pitching that in an elevator. Right, okay. His imaginary friend is Hitler. Bear with me. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, it's a film about a boy who's lost and, you know, the role models we choose in life and how that kind of can affect us. Yeah. Um, amazing cast. Some of my favourite actors in it. I'm a huge fan of Rock- Sam Rockwell. He was amazing in it. Um, I thought the two little boys, um, so Roman Griffin Davis, I think his name is, and Archie Yates were just like amazing. It was like watching my little nephew talk to his friend. Uh, it was really, really dear. And then to have like some, you know, because going in when I saw like Rebel Wilson was in it, I was a bit like, mm, what's this going to be like? Oh, yeah. And she was brilliant in it. Oh, so, was she? So, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So it really stood out for me. It was kind of heartbreaking, funny. Um, it's not his best film ever. It's not the best film ever, but it just stood out for me um, in in quite a surreal way in what was quite a surreal year. Um, and then the last one for me, which we mentioned earlier, is The Trial of the Chicago 7, mm. which felt like a film that had been written for the times we were living in when it was released. Um, and, it, you know, it was Aaron Sorkin at his absolute best, you know, in the courtroom, really brilliant dialogue. Yeah. Again, some amazing performances in it. That man is Sasha, good with the words, isn't he? He is good with the words. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen just absolutely blows it out of the water. And mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he doesn't get some sort of a nomination for it, I don't know what's going on, but like it's got... Mark Rylance in it, you know, Eddie Redmayne's brilliant in it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen's in it as well. Really, really good. Uh, I was blown away by it, watched it three times. Oh, wow, brilliant. Okay, that might go top of my list again. It's been yeah. Netflix has chucked it at me non stop for about three weeks. Um, I just haven't sat down and done it. Yeah, it's, it it's just because, you know, it's about the idea of peaceful protest and when that tips over and who holds the real power and the idea of politics and and justice and how they should and shouldn't cross over it was just it was just amazing and a special shout out for frank langella who's in it who plays the judge in the in the case and he is just so twisted and evil in it um and he he's phenomenally you know i actually just wanted to reach into the screen screen throttle him he was that good <laughs> Mirrors me and I um, yeah so so they would be my three um 1917 jojo rabbit and trial of chicago seven yeah I 1917 recommend. i forgot that was even technically a 2020 film I, I swear that came out about four years ago um but no totally <laughs> totally legit and that is such a bloody good film i mean yeah. it is you'd think because i love dunkirk so much i would be quite opposed to 1917 but yeah they've got a similar thing where they play with time but they're very 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 different films and it has got i won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it but it has got the biggest mid-film twist that well of i don't know the last 10 years for me like i didn't i wouldn't have bet that's the direction that the film is going to go and it just oh it gives it so much heart and it makes his makes the mission so much more powerful. Um, and I think it's done really, really well. I think it's done phenomenally well. Yeah, I agree. And it felt really real as well. It did, even yeah. though, you know, there was this kind of contrivance of the one-shot thing. Um, actually, it felt really gritty and real, which yeah, is what I you want so. from those kind of films. Yeah. Sean, what did you think? I, um, 
So I think I have a couple of the newest releases uh, for this year. Uh, first being Soul, which is the new Pixar film. Um, so that came out on Christmas Day. Um, and it is... It, first, it's really good, right? Um, it's starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, uh, who are just great voices because it's uh, obviously it's animated so just great voices uh with a whole host of just great backup voices as well but richard iowadi is in it and you know straight oh away, that's awesome yeah it's just like <laughs> oh there he is um, is he doing his moss voice doesn't he all isn't moss just a, like richard yeah, iowadi on a normal day yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um it's uh it's a film about you know it's really hard to describe. It's kind of about don't pigeonhole yourself, but it's also about, you know, experience, you know, and don't take things for granted. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't think this is a spoiler to say, is that within the first five minutes, the lead character dies. Oh, so, okay. Um, and then the film begins to unfold. Yeah. So it's... Uh, definitely worth the watch it's like all Pixar it's pleasantly short yeah, it's about an hour and a half or so um, it sounds plenty. like Pixar kind of back on form as well from what I I've think, seen online yeah like I, I've not seen Onward I believe Onward didn't get the usual universal love that Pixar it gets it didn't which is weird because it's it's loosely a Dungeons and Dragons film but animated and I feel like people that love Dungeons and Dragons loved this film but Maybe your regular Pixar audience or your regular audience didn't, but mm. I still heard great things about it. But yeah, not not massively well received. Cool. So um, I would say Soul. It's not Inside Out good, but it's very good. Inside Out yeah. still potentially one of the best That's of the la- certainly of the last ten years. Yeah. Um, so that would be one. Uh, also, Christmas Day release. I have seen Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes. Tell us. No spoilers, but. No spoilers. I'm fascinated by the reaction to this, um, to this film. I, I would say, at the risk of you know getting all the wrath of the internet, we just ever stop taking life so seriously. <laughs> it's a film about Wonder Woman. It's you know just have some fun, will you? Um, and it's just Pedro Pascal is brilliant in it as Maxwell Lord. Um, he is the antagonist, and he's very very good as him. Uh, Kristen Wiig just so much better than I was expecting because I only know her as a comedian you know and she does comedy in this short but she is also an antagonist and great is it Um, I would say Gal Gadot has got better Um, is that possible? um, I want to say this nicely she's got better at acting since the first one the first one was there was slight notes of one note in the first one whereas in this it's not it's not that at all i didn't certainly didn't get that from this one at all uh some of the effects are not great but as albert said as well you know considering some are probably done in a cupboard you know it's yeah but the thing know. is you can't tell that with discovery like i yeah you forget there's a pandemic when you see the ambition of discovery so yeah. it feels like a bit of a cop-out that fucking dc can't get their act together and I mean, you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. There's some, like, some do stand out. And you're like, mm. And then other bits are right. There is... I can't wait for everyone to see it, right? Because Hans Zimmer returns to do the score for this one. So he scored uh, Justice League and Batman v Superman, which introduced yeah. the Wonder Woman theme, 
Right, so the Wonder Woman theme does come back in this one. But uh, he does, he builds, and it's great. But there are two musical moments which I can't give away, but which are just like, I have to discuss these with people. Oh, um, cool. Okay. So come to me when you've seen the film. Cool. Um, is, there's a post-credit scene, isn't it? There is a mid-credit scene. So if you're in a rush, you only have to wait a couple of minutes. Don't worry. Awesome. Cool. Um, And it's good and fun. I really wonder where they're going to go next with the DCEU. Because it seems like they're doubling down on standalone films and just, eh, if there's a team up later, cool. But they're not really building towards it. I would say stick with that. Um, I've not seen Aquaman, but I believe... I mean, I know it broke all the box office records, but um, I think people enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think it was lukewarm, to be honest. That's what I heard. Fun for a DC film, which is like... DC. Every which is like, yeah. every DC film that comes out, it was like, well, for a DC film, it was good. I was like, oh, damn Speaking it. of fun I for a DC film... Yeah. Uh, Birds I, I of Prey? Did you see it. Birds of Prey? Uh, no, I did not. Um, oh. I'm just... Uh, hilarity at the change of titles after the release of the film. Like, Jesus, just stick with it. Remind me again, so we had Birds of Pay or Prey, even, uh, or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Is that the original one? Along the lines of that, yeah. And then it just changed to Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. Makes sense, because obviously Harley Quinn is your selling point, Margot Robbie. Um, And look, it's not awful. Oh my uh, god, no, it literally is. I thought you were joking. It's the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh, I'm quite proud of yeah, that. Jesus like Christ. I didn't um, realise it was that bad. Yeah, I, I, it's it's not an awful film. Not not by any accounts. It's not great. Uh, yeah. But considering Suicide Squad was a dumpster fire, I mean, yeah. it's certainly a step up. Um, uh, she's very good in it. She is exactly what you think she's going to be. Um, yeah. So there's... Been, can't really say there's been an awful lot of character growth. But um, <laughs> she's very good in it. Um, I do worry that Mary she's Liz- being put up as a role model for, for girls and she's really not. Wait, Harley Quinn or Margaret Robbie? No, Harley Quinn. Like, I was like, that is whoa, different. talk about your hot take there, Ian. Oh, no, no, no. I you love almost Margaret made Robbie. it out of I 2020 mean, without getting cancelled, man. Yeah, <laughs> nearly. No, no, no. I mean, Harley Quinn, like in terms of relationships, like don't, yeah, don't set Joker and Harley Quinn up as what you should be aiming for. Well, I mean, definitely not the two of them. I, I would say... To you, I neither agree nor disagree. Uh, do watch the film; it's worth watching. Okay. You will not regret watching it. Put it that way. Um, but I don't know if she's role model material in this. Like, I don't think they're presenting her as that. Uh, there is badassery, okay. but yeah. there, yeah. Um, okay, cool. And yeah, good. Uh, Hugh McGregor is brilliant as Black Mask. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then final one by which I will use this to hand over to Albert. Um, or you, or whomever. I was going to say, is, is Albert getting another round? Yes, he is, because he <laughs> deserves one. Um, Eurovision, the saga, uh, the, the story of I Fire just, Saga. I'm going to go put the kettle on. Um, you will not. Grab a drink. You will you watch this film, and you will be like, oh, I get it now. It's fine, I'll catch it in the edit, it's fine. <laughs> it's so much so, fun. So is it? So it's good. not even ironically fun, it's just fun? It's proper just fun. Good? No, it's, it's proper fun. Okay. It's exactly what we needed when it came out. The yes. world needed. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, the perfect year for it to come out where it, there wasn't any Eurovision to watch. Yeah, and I'm not a fan normally of Will Ferrell, but my God, he's good in this. He is. And it's just pure, unadulterated fun. It's silly. It's nonsense. It's hammy. It's camp. And it's 
bloody good because of it. Yeah, Dan Stevens is great in it as well. Oh, as the as Russian a bare-chested, tanned Russian entrant. Oh. Yes, yeah, and that is that. It it is literally that camp, and it's brilliant. Um, and actually, the music in it's really good. Yeah, it's really really solid soundtrack. Was there original songs in the film? Yep. Then? Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, so definitely worth watch. I might actually. I've just now that you've reminded me of it, Sean. I might have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ding dong. I'm still not going to watch it. Oh, you must. I'm telling you. You have we'd, to. We force you into a watch along if it if this is what it takes. But you must yeah, watch it. It might have to be. I don't want to ruin it for you guys though. You, I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you. You're going to watch that smile turn upside or frown okay. turn upside down. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, Ian, talk to me. What, what did you watch this year? Um, I'm not going to talk about Tenet. So what I did watch was Old Guard. Um, I went into that as a Netflix film with yeah Charlize Theron and um, people from the dawn of time can't die shooting people. Basically, conspiracy theories. They're the fixers of the world and they're immortal. And um, bad synopsis done. But I really really no, enjoyed it. it. Like. It's a little bit brainless. Like, don't leave leave your brains on the doormat and just enjoy it. It's a bit fast and furious in that sense. Um, but I um I really really I really really liked it. Um, it was a good laugh, good fun. And I, if the ending is anything to go by, they're going to make another one. But it's just Charlie's being a badass, and I'll just I'll watch that all day long. Um, the Gentleman, which was a Guy Ritchie film that came out. I'm not a huge Guy Ritchie film. But this one tickled me rotten. Rotten, is that a phrase? Tickled me it tickled me pink. Um, really, really loved it. The the narrative the way it tells the story is very unique. Um Hugh Grant is acting in a way that I wish he would act more. He's as a really slimy, cockney, just dirtbag that's just conniving. Um yeah, it gets um gets what he deserves but it's just nice to see Hugh Grant act like that um but yeah overall the story is just absolutely bonkers and it it does exactly what a Guy Ritchie film what you think a Guy Ritchie film will do um there's a definitely a theme to the movies I watched this year Extraction all three are pretty brainless films but they're just bloody entertaining and I really liked Extraction I like the first half of it I think the second half is like generic action film no surprises, it resolves exactly as you think it will resolve. It's very much like a, an 80s or 90s Schwarzenegger and uh, Stallone film. But there's a one-shot in the opening third that is like nearly flawless. Like If the entire film had carried on doing that, it's, it's children of men levels oh. of good one-shottery. Um, and it, it, kinda, it takes you through the car, and I was like... I don't understand the mechanics of how you did that. And if there's a cut in it, it's so good that there isn't a cut. Like, well done. If you've hidden it that well, cool. It may as well be a one-shot. So really, really, really cool. But I don't know why they decided, yeah, we're going to stop being creative for the rest of the film. We've used up our batteries. <laughs> um, I think that's, yeah, depressing. That's all the movies that I saw. Most anticipated was Tenet. And... I'm going to have to give it a rewatch now that it's out in the wild, but are you tempted to rewatch it, Sean? No. Albert? Sorry, no, that's, that's I my... I want it to be good. Yeah. It's my biggest disappointment of the year by a mile. I haven't seen it and I don't want to, based on all yeah, the conversations I mean, we've had. It's hard to watch, but 
Eh. No, I... No. Sorry. No. I risked fucking COVID for that film. Yeah. Did you... um, Did you... Did you guys watch The Gentleman um, Extraction or The Old Guard? What were your thoughts? I saw The Old Guard. Um, And that was solidly fine. Oh! Sorry, I'd come back to I've just remembered another film. Uh, No, The Old Guard was fine. Um, Like you said, perfectly enjoyable. Um... <laughs> I, I watched about twenty minutes of extraction, and turned it off. What was it? Was it Chris Hemsworth diving into a pool of water doing yoga? Just not. I mean, I've no issue. I've no issue with Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. It was just the uh, the film was just not for me. <laughs> you don't enjoy fun, Albert. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> take that yeah. back. Says me. Um, do you know there's an actor who is living his best life? Um, and particularly this year, and it's Harry Melling. Uh, he was, as some people would know him as Dudley Dursley from the Harry Potter films, and he was in the, the Queen's Gambit this year. He was in The Old Guard. Uh, he was in a film, I don't think it was this year, but uh, The Lost City of Z, or The Lost City of Z, depending on where you are in the world. But he was also in a film that just reminded me of that I watched this year, The Devil All the Time. Now that was very oh, that's good. That's the one with Tom Holland in it. That's it, yeah. yeah. And he's in that as well. And Robert Pattinson, um, who again, very good in it. Um, but yeah, I thought, sorry, just wanted to like Harry Melling living his best life, doing really, really well. Uh, Devil All the Time. Sorry, excellent film. If you haven't seen that, watch it. That's on Netflix. Yeah, that is on my list. That is, that's a good one to watch on Netflix. Yeah, so my resolution for next year is to watch more bloody movies. Good resolution. <laughs> Right. Especially considering you've got a podcast about them. Well, it would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, is that too? I'll keep setting the um, the topics for the weekend. It'll all be films I know you haven't watched yet. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. That's the one way to shut me up. <laughs> I think we do need to watch 1984 and then do a mini mini podcast film review on it. I think because yeah, that's, I'm interested on your thoughts on the score stuff as well. Cool. Oh, right. You're not Wonder talking... Woman 84. Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I can show it. And not these John Hurt starring film on George Orwell's 1984. Well, yeah, we can we can watch that as well. well we could do Wait, the two of them. They could be yeah. you know, compare them as two companion films. Exactly. Wasn't from John the year Hurt that I was in... from the year I was born. There you go. Yeah, look at that. You wasn't... young whippersnapper. Wasn't John Hurt in V for Vendetta as well? He was, and it so was a bit in... of a, it was a play on that. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't make that connection until just now. That's really cool. Hmm. Right, are we, do you want to do the cancel stuff that you're going to cancel? All right, cancel? yeah, what, what are we cancelling this year? Um, Go on, Sean. I feel like you, you had an idea when you mentioned this. I feel like it's Tenet. Yeah, it, just, like it didn't Tenet's, happen. It just, it just, because it, it ruined a little bit of Christopher Nolan for me. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. because we had done the series on Nolan to begin with, where we talked about how great the man was. And unfortunately, before he made Tenet, he listened to the series in which we talked about how great he was. Um, yeah, PR's too big. I need to lay low for a while. A bit, yeah. And and the, like to be fair, he's he's been one of the most vocal opponents to releasing films directly online. Yeah, but I mean, read the room, man. Yeah, I think so. It was almost kind of like a messiah complex of I will single handedly yeah. rescue cinema this year. Um, I mean, it's great, but if your audio... Ian, we're going to get in trouble. You can't just rip audio from Tenet like that. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, So for me, I'm going to say cancel Tenet as opposed to Nolan, because Nolan has enough built-up good grace that, you know, 
Oh yeah, not going to cancel Noda. Not yeah. a chance. Not well, cancelling Tenet. It was yeah poorly no. executed. Uh, it was a mess of a film. Sorry, now I'm here. Yeah. The gloves are coming off. It was a mess of a film. It wasn't particularly well made. I thought it no, looked hated good, but the it, love story in inverted commas. Yeah, it was a bit Rubbish. of a bit of a waste of my time. And as I say, risking COVID for it made me that bit angrier. So that's me. Yeah. That's my little cancel out the way. Well, I've got two. It's Tenet, so I won't go on with that. The second one is The Crown. Um, so, Albie, what would you cancel this year? <laughs> um, there's two films for me. One I just happened to end up watching um, on Netflix called Love Wedding Repeat with Sam Oh, Catherine. that sounds hideous. It is basically Groundhog Day meets a Richard Curtis Man, the Groundhog film. Day theme is just... Getting done to death now, isn't it? It's 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 annoying because it's got like it's got Olivia Munn in it, who's a very fine actress, and it's got um, Eleanor Tomlinson, is it from um, Poldark, who's also another fine actress. Um, It's just, uh, yeah, I'll never get that time of my life back again. So cancel that. The other one, and this is a fresh one for me, um, is Midnight Sky, which is the new uh, George Clooney. Oh no, I've just added that to my list last night. Um. I predicted what happened within about 15 minutes of it starting. Okay. Um, now, George Clooney is very good in it. He, he looks very, unrecognisable, doesn't he? He gives a very subtle um, emotional performance, which, you know, yeah, I'm here for. It just it just feels like a bit of a pastiche of various other films like The Martian and Gravity and... Yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't work for me at all. Um, and literally finished watching the film with my other half. We just turned to each other and went, well, that was shit. So oh, that's a um, yeah, feeling, so sorry. Now, some people might watch it and love it. But for me, it just was a waste of time. Um, and it was a shame because, you know, I love Clooney and I love, you know, kind of sci-fi and, and sort of apocalyptic type films. Um, mm. But this just didn't work for me at all. On the TV side... Um, the thing I stumbled into watching a couple of episodes of The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, you! Oh I... no! Mainly out of some sort of morbid curiosity. Sorry, Albert, we've lost your audio entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, bas- it's basically pseudoscience dressed up as wellness I, nonsense. I really have to hate stick it. Stick a rotten tomato up your vagina or something. Isn't that what it? What, yeah. What, in order to the series, something? yeah. There's, there's far too many mentions of vulvas. Um, but, you know, I, I, Gwyneth Paltrow actually isn't, it's fine in it. You know, you actually quite, she comes across okay. It's just more the fact that it's peddling pseudosciences like wellness stuff, yeah. which, which irritated me more than the actual show itself. Mm. Um, and actually parts of it were just a bit boring, to be honest. So, um, yeah, so they'd be my cancels of the year. I'm really, really disappointed in Netflix for giving this crap the time of day. Like, don't give it oxygen. Um, I get it, there's always going to be an audience for this crap, but it's... Oh, man, it doesn't have to be on Netflix. It doesn't have to be... Oh, man, it really bugs me. So there's a um, there's an alternative... Well, what's the word? Round the corner from me, there is a shop, and it is... It's not a shop. It's like a... It's a wellness centre of some description and it's like complementary and alternative therapies and it's been closed for the entire year. So I was like, hmm, if there was an ounce of benefit to what you do, surely you would have been open this entire time. If DIY shops are open, surely this medical practitioner should also be open. It is just a load of horse manure. Yeah, I think 
the, the thing that I find quite funny about it is that the tagline for the show is "Reach New Depth," which oh, feels exactly that is so <laughs> on the nose, sense. isn't it? Jesus it's so on the nose, but it's also pretty accurate that it just went. It was no. Does no. it know? Do you think she knows that it's all a con? I, I think I. Well, look. I think it. What it is good is it's you know a positive exploration of you know women's health and stuff and if people get some um semblance of help from alternative therapy then then great for them um it just from from my perspective it's more peddling pseudoscience as science when it's not that's well, my you know issue with that. alternative therapies that work and are good are just called therapies it's like alternative medicine yeah. that works is just called medicine <laughs> Alternative means that we ain't using it, and it's probably for a good reason. It's even not ready get, yet, or it's been disproven. Yeah, get your notebook out, Sean. There's another thing to add to the list of things oh, Ian doesn't put like. That one. Put it on Ian, a fresh I'm, page. I'm so confused that you don't like the crown, considering how right wing you are in your views of the world. Get lost. <laughs> put that on a fresh page. Pseudo homeopathy right at the top. Chiropractic. Stick all of that pseudoscience crap at the top. Oh, of oh yeah. see now, chiropractic. chiropractic yeah. Osteopath, yes, though, for me. That there we go, me. osteopath, fine. But, but that is recognised as a medical thing, so... Yeah, it's the, the origins that are a bit sketchy with the, the, the energy points and, and whatnot. There is, yeah, whatever. We'll get on, let's not go, go cleanse your Go cleanse your chakras. Yeah. Cleanse something in a minute. Right, 2021, is there anything in particular you guys are looking forward to? A vaccine. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. In the Biden. movie world. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I suppose. Jeez, there should be something. Uh, I've well, drawn a blank nearly. Yeah. June. I'm looking forward to June. Yeah, June. If it actually comes out, will be awesome. Yeah, sorry. Um, yes. There's actually a ton of right. So I had this web page up, but now it's stuck on um, Lynch and, <laughs> and the various um, the various actors that have played engineers in um, in TNG. Damn it! It's gone. Uh, 2021 movies. There's actually loads that are coming out. Should everything because yeah, you've got go you've got right. a backlog, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Matrix Four, Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Do we really need another Godzilla movie? I don't yeah. care about the monster movie. Like that was trying to be its own universe, wasn't it? With Godzilla and Kong, but the movies were just a bit shit. Space Jam. You excited for that? I'll give that a watch. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Black um, Widow. Black Adam. Yeah, we talked about this. I think it was last well, week or the week before. Black Adam for this year, is it? Um, I think so. Yeah, that's The Rock, isn't it? Because actually, Shazam was very good fun. Oh, so, that was fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So if that's following on from that, Black Widow just couldn't be asked. I'm looking forward to Halloween, Spiral, and Halloween Kills. Yeah. Those are two films that I will, all being well, definitely see at the cinema. Yeah. So, Joe, that's my shout for the vaccine is also to do with that as well. I do miss the cinema. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, for all of my sins, I really, really am excited for that film. Um, that, I, I oh man, I got shivers when that trailer came it, out. I haven't seen the trailer. It brings back the original guys, doesn't it? Or at, at least um, it essentially, all back but in some it's, form. yeah, but it's a handover life. to teenagers. So it's taking the, it's definitely taking the Stranger Things route of handing over to like a younger crew. Um, right, but it yeah, I am. I'm hopeful for it. What was that face, Sean? I'm sorry, Ian. That was me having a yawn. It was nothing to do with the <laughs> Ghostbusters. I promise you. <laughs> you um, looked offended. 
Um, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued by Cruella, which is going to be a story about Cruella Deville with Emma Stone as Cruella, which should be interesting. Yeah, that's really really cool. Although she looks like Helen of Bonham Carter. In she um, does. I did think it was her when yeah, I first saw outfit. the pictures. Spider Man. You wonder why they didn't cast her. Spider Man is December of 2021. Yep, Spider Man will be cool. Yeah. Which Spider Man. Spider Man. Odd time for that to come out. Um, they're really just trying to push it back as far as possible to make sure, hopefully, things are okay at that point, that people will flock to see it. Because I would yeah, imagine, um, I mean, I say this with love, my heart doesn't bleed too much for these mega corporations, but I imagine sure. an awful lot of money was lost in 2020. 2020 and Absolutely. I think they'll be okay, though. As I say, I'm not sitting here with a collection tin, but at the same time... I suppose we're used to movies of a certain standard, certainly now for for Marvel. Yeah, you know, we're used to pumping in millions and millions and millions. So, like I said, was... I think having a year out is actually this was the perfect year to do it. Put a good full stop after Endgame. Um, and I think, to be honest, they needed that. Um, yeah, I think you could well be right. Yeah, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That is one of my most anticipated films of next year. No irony. I absolutely adore. Door the Hitman's Bodyguard. That I've not seen it yet. It's on the watch list. Fantastically brainless film. It is so 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 good. It's Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson doing exactly what you want them to do. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by um, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which is coming out next year as well. Oh, I've not even heard of that. Yeah, can't say it's up my alley, but I like Baz Luhrmann. But uh, yeah, so well, we it. might. We might have spun you around to this kind of idea by the time it's released. It does have Tom Hanks in it, and he's not playing Elvis. I mean, yeah, no, it's depending on the time period, that would be a bit odd. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's lots to look forward to next year. There is. Uh, there was something. At no Mission time Impos- to die. Yeah, and? if it ever comes out, it might be 2025 by this point. Um, I am excited for that, mainly for. Um, oh. Bad guy whose name I've forgotten. Robbie Malik. Robbie Malik, that's the one. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. Looking forward to that as well. Couldn't care less. The original. Love the original. <laughs> uh, Quiet Place Part Two. That I'm looking forward to. That should be good. Yeah. Couldn't With care. half the cast of Fantastic Four in it. <laughs> oh, Mission Impossible Seven. That I am looking forward to. That'll be good. If it ever finishes, if Tom Cruise doesn't kill any more of the people on the set. Yeah, Tom Cruise aside, the Mission Impossible films are my happy place. They are really good. Um, we'll gloss over Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am definitely going to watch uh, it. Yeah, going to watch it, but cool, fine. Hmm. And fa- Fast and Furious 9, which I'm preemptively cancelling now. <laughs> Fast and Furious in Space is what I hear is coming. Yeah, it's going to be 10, has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Well, they make else. money. They make money, though. That's they do. Sure. They make money. People are going to turn up. They are the McDonald's. They will just keep pumping out food and keep being consumed. Mm-hmm. Right, as we gracefully lose Sean from the podcast because he's falling asleep on us. Bless him. Any wrapping up thoughts of twenty twenty other than it can burn? Twenty twenty. All right, I'm going to go out on a positive note. Um, it has been. It has been a year, and it's been bad for everyone. All right, but an awful lot of good came out of this year, and I feel it's really important to reflect on that. If this is our end of year, New Year's episode, um, I met you guys this year. Um, yeah. I left 
a career I wasn't enjoying and ended up in what seems like a tailor-made career. Um, my family are healthy. You know, we've been we've been lucky in all of this. Nobody's thankfully gotten sick. Um, it's not been the worst. You know what I mean? And I feel that I've met so many nice and wonderful people. Yourselves very much up at the up at the upper end of that list. I will not look back on 2020 as the worst year of my life. I will definitely say that. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like it. it's almost hard to say something positive when so many people have lost a lot this year. Um, but, yeah, personally, yeah, same echo thoughts. The family are healthy. Um, gave me an opportunity to start some really new things. Met amazing people on Twitter and Sean. Um, and I've always wanted to start a podcast. So it's nice to have my own show. Um, so, I'm really happy that it worked out for you, man. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Albert. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with Sean on it. You know, um, it's been sort of a year of many things happening, both in the world. Um, you know, there's obviously been COVID, but there's obviously been Black Lives Matter um, and you know various other things. You know, think back to January and when Australia was pretty much on fire and all yeah, the stuff that was going Jesus. on. Right? Like, like it really has been a year of it. But I think what I will take away from 2020 is how it's reminded me what things are important in my life. Um, and that is family. That's friendships. Um, the ability to travel, you know, something that I have taken for granted. Um, and I think, you know, it's been good from an entertainment perspective in that, you know, we've found with this extra time, we've been reading more, we've been watching TV. Um, and I think that's, you know, a great, great thing. Um, but for me, you know, like Sean, I, I started a new job um, this year, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, and so 2020 will be a year I'll remember, um, but not necessarily all for, for all the bad things. Yeah, I think history will remember 2020. Um, yeah, it has been a year like no other. Well, yeah, well, we'll thank you for listening to us for the last six months, actually. Um, that's that's what I'd like to say to everyone out there. We're going to carry on doing this as long as there's at least one of you listening, even if it's just my dad. Hi, Dad. And, and Albert, of course. <laughs> Albert, you don't count. You're the third host. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the uh, lovely first alternate. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely... First alternate. <laughs> you don't get that. Re- you don't get that reference. Ian. Exactly. We get that reference. Oh, is that a Eurovision reference? It is not. No. It's a Drag Race reference. Oh, for goodness' sake! Cancelled Drag Race. There we go. No. Yes. no. That's what I'm. Lo- that's year. what I'm looking forward to next year is oh, having God. UK Drag Race and American Drag Race on at the same time. Yes. Jeez. Kicking off on New Year's Day. Yes. Ugh. Right. Well, I won't be here for that. I think you guys need to start your own podcast, if nothing else already done uh well i hope everyone's well wish you all the best for 2021 and we will see you next week and next year how weird is that thanks everyone bye 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 thanks for listening to an englishman and an irishman go to the movies i at least would love to hear your thoughts on the episode sean couldn't care enough to record this with me you can find us on twitter and facebook at english irish gtm email us at an englishman and an irishman at gmail.com And check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, 
where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much. <laughs>